Welcome to the Pets Who Thrive podcast, where we cover all areas of natural animal health and challenge what we've been conditioned to think regarding how to raise and keep a healthy pet. My name is Tammy. I'm an entrepreneur and a certified animal naturopath with a passion for animals and empowering other pet owners with tools for creating the healthiest version of your amazing pets. Let's dive in. Hello, I'm so glad you're here today. I am honored to have such an amazing guest joining us on today's episode, Lucy Postens, founder and chief integrity officer of The Honest Kitchen is here, and she's going to tell us all about this amazing brand. The Honest Kitchen products are so unique in that they only use human-grade ingredients in all of their food and treats. Lucy, welcome. I am so glad you're here with me today. Thanks so much. I'm excited to join you. Yeah. So first of all, can you tell us a little bit about what inspired you um, to start The Honest Kitchen? Yes, absolutely. Um, I started the company back in 2002, and my original inspiration was actually my Rhodesian Ridgeback named Mosey. Um, When I first came to the States from the UK in the late 90s, I had a job for another pet food manufacturer, um, and I got my first dog in the year 2000. And he, at around the age of um, 18 months, started suffering with a couple of health problems, including some chronic ear infections. And I had been feeding him the food from the conventional pet food company that I used to work for. Um, And I was spending a fortune at the vet on prescribed antibiotics and ear flushes and steroids and all sorts of things. And nothing would really bring about a true cure. It would sort of suppress the symptoms for a time and then flare back up again. And I started thinking maybe food was the culprit and perhaps food could be as medicine as well. And so I literally just started kind of messing around with raw ingredients in my own kitchen at home. Um, And after a few months, I got amazing results with Mosey's ears, but I actually ended up making a terrible mess in my kitchen with all of the bowls of meat in the fridge and pureed vegetables and stuff. Um, And so I settled on the idea of dehydration as a way to still continue feeding my dog a healthy, colorful, whole food diet without all of the mess. And from there, I got the crazy idea of trying to turn it into a business. And uh, so that's what I did. And you did it. That's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about, I love the company's mission and the values and kind of what the Honest Kitchen stands for. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so our mission is to help as many pets as possible to get on the road to good health through good food. And what we mean by good food is not only a product that will actually make a positive, tangible difference on pet health and well-being, but also food that really sort of goes beyond the bowl to make a bigger impact in, in the wider world, if you will. So it means um, food that supports minority and women-owned suppliers, that pays a fair price for our ingredients, um, makes a positive impact on the environment by using as much organic as we can and minimal pesticides and fertilizers on our crops, um, and then makes a a positive impact in the community through staff volunteering and philanthropic, philanthropic contributions as well. So Good food is really much more than just literally what's, what the consumer sees in the bowl. And our values are really sort of tethered in that um, we're very um, focused on transparency and trustworthiness. I think those would be our two most prominent values. And, and since day one, it's really always been about making products that 
first and foremost was good enough for our own dogs and cats to eat, um, but also making sure that we always acted in a way that was worthy of, of the trust and, and, to be honest, the money of, of our consumers. Um, and so when we have meetings at our office, we always conduct them in a way as though there was literally a consumer or a retailer sitting in the room with us. We sort of imagine that they're there and we always pride ourselves on acting on a way that um, we're making decisions that we're proud of. We never want to sort of do something that we then have to go and hide under our desks and hope nobody <laughs> finds out about. So right. that, that's really sort of the tenet of how we operate on a day-to-day value. That's amazing. Um, and I appreciate you saying that you think of a consumer and a retailer because you know, it's, it's us out there, you know, really at the end of the day, you know, we're the ones selling the the products and feeling really, really good about it because we know, you know, that, that they only have the best ingredients. And speaking of that, you have been committed to using only human grade ingredients in all of your products since the beginning. Um, I just wondered if you could tell us a little bit about that process. Yeah, absolutely. So every single ingredient that we source for use in the Honest Kitchens products is 100% human food grade. Um, And it goes beyond the ingredients to actually include our production methods as well. So every single facility that produces an Honest Kitchen product, whether it's a food or supplement, everything is 100% human food grade and and human quality. Um, So the facilities that we use actually produce products for human consumption. So they make things like breakfast cereals and bakery mixes and that sort of thing right alongside the Honest Kitchens products. Um, On the ingredient side, we're sourcing straight from the human supply chain. So we're using things like cranberries and bananas that you might literally find in your own breakfast cereal, um, celery that's found in stuffing mixes. Um, Our chicken is, is widely available in whole food markets and sort of a recognizable name of chicken. Um, and so everything is literally fit, fit for a human being to consume. We don't sell the products to, for people to put in their kids' lunch boxes, but we do pride ourselves on literally being able to taste everything that we make. Everything that comes off the production line goes through a normal sort of human food quality control. And part of that is tasting the product ourselves. That's amazing. And one thing I want to mention here that um, I thought was, it was so amazing. I, um, we, in, it was at one of the, the big pet shows, Super Zoo, um, one year, you um, had a, a dinner for a lot of the retailers. And I'll never forget the menu was the food. It was actually the same ingredients that you would use in a lot of your products. So it was like the same duck or the same fish because it's all human grade. And I thought, well, how cool is that? Like, this yes. is, this is, I mean, it looked amazing. This is what, you know, this is what she's putting in all of their products. That's, it, it was, it was a testament to what, you know, the quality that you guys choose. Yeah. It was one of my uh, favorite Honest Kitchen events of all time. And it yeah. was really cool to actually bring our sourcing to life in front of people and to literally call up our suppliers and say, we need some of these ingredients and it's for a dinner. Yeah, um, it, was, uh, it was a pretty unique thing to be able to do. And uh, yes, I, I think it made a big impact. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, just uh, relating to that, I think uh, just a quick anecdote. I've, we have uh, two daughters who are now, they're now teenagers, but when they were young, they used to love coming into our office and we have a um, R&D kitchen there and lots of test ingredients, so things like dried papayas and bananas and 
green beans and stuff. And they would love to just come in and go through the jars and snack on stuff, <laughs> just from the test kitchen, not obviously for production that was going to be sold. And one time we were at a, um, a trade show and they were with us and we got a bunch of um, samples back at the hotel room and they were really shocked to hear that they couldn't actually taste the samples of some of the other products that we brought home. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> they, were, they, they couldn't believe that, that concept that some what we were going to feed to the dog couldn't actually be eaten ourselves. Right, right. And isn't there... Um a pretty big certification process that you have to go through in order to obtain that human grade um, title with your there food? There absolutely is, yes. So we are actually one of very few, I think we're the only sort of nationally distributed pet food product to have FDA approval to say human grade on our product labels. Uh, and that was an incredibly in-depth process that we first went through in 2004, where we had to document our entire supply chain to um, the FDA's Center of Veterinary Medicine. Uh, they literally scrutinized every single ingredient that we use, our production facility, the transportation methods we use, the logistics and warehousing. They scrutinized every square inch of our labels, literally literally getting out a ruler and measuring the size of the font that was used for the net weight statement on the front oh, of the pack. Oh, goodness, so wow. Like this incredibly in-depth, year-long process to to sort of prove ourselves. Um, but it's been something that's really been recognized and raised the bar across the industry as a sort of a new standard, something that had never really been done before. Um, and we've renewed that process subsequently with them. Nowadays, FDA isn't actually um, hands-on in doing that approval process. It's up to the individual states. Um, so it's not even something that a brand would be able to go through in 2021. But um, it, was, uh, it was a real landmark moment for us to be able to, to get that done with them at a federal level. Sure. Interestingly, um, a few years after we've got that original certification from FDA, we were trying to apply for a license in the state of Ohio because we'd set up a new distributor there in 07. And they refused to give us a license unless we took the word human grade off our labels, which was really shocking and I called them up and said, well, this is actually human grade. I mean, everything we use is of a quality standard and we've got this FDA letter and here it is. So can we have our license, please? And they flat out refused. And in the end, we took them to court over it. And the judge ultimately ruled that we had a right to truthful commercial free speech. So that was another really cool feather in our cap. And no kidding. Put that license in a frame when we finally got it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it is, you know, a lot of companies want to say that, but they haven't gone through the rigorous testing that you guys have. And I think that's, I mean, that speaks volumes that you were committed to that process because it does sound like it it was a pretty, um, I don't know, laborious task to have to go through all of that. It was, it was laborious and a bit nerve wracking because it was something I'd ever sort of set myself up to do. But uh, no, it was, uh, it was a cool moment in time and there was a real kind of grassroots movement of customers in Ohio that were literally driving over state lines or getting their friends to send it to them because they couldn't get on his kitchen in their own state to begin with. So it was, uh, it was pretty neat. Yeah, that is, that is neat. Um, speaking of just your ingredients, um, can you talk a little bit about some of the standards that you have in place for your ingredients? Yeah, absolutely. So besides obviously being human grade and having to be used in other food, human food applications, 
Um, some of the main things that we require of our suppliers, the, the most prominent one probably is the fact that we do not use any genetically modified ingredients. Um, so GMOs, they, they have their place, but I think there's, there's a lot of questions around the long-term effects of eating GMOs. If there are studies in butterflies that have shown fertility problems um, when they feed on, when they live on GMO crops. Um, there's studies in hogs that show increased levels of intestinal inflammation when they're fed GMO compared to a group that was fed um, non-GMO. So for those reasons, we always make sure that our suppliers sign off and promise us that what we're buying is not being genetically modified. We also buy as many certified organic ingredients as we can. Um, on the meat side of things, we, we prioritize humanely raised meats. And we're actually mm-hmm. just going through the process of raising that standard even higher to have um, GAP or Global Animal, Animal Partnership certification on all of our chicken that's starting off with our dehydrated diet. So we've always used free-range chicken mm-hmm. uh, in the dehydrated foods, but really taking that a step further to have a formal certification. Wow. Um, and we view it not as, there's never sort of a point where we say, okay, we've done our job. I think it's constantly trying to strive for future improvements and make plans about what can we do to continue to raise the bar and to never sort of rest on our laurels, but find ways that we can make a positive impact. Yeah. Um, on a, on a continual basis. That's, a, that's fantastic. What about the sourcing of your ingredients and just kind of what you, what you hold your suppliers standards to? Yeah, I think one of the funny things is our suppliers actually say we're quite annoying to deal with <laughs> because we are so demanding with, with all of the paperwork. So we have, we're fortunate to have one of our investors is um, Gary Erickson, who's the founder of Cliff Bar. Um, and it was really cool to be able to take some of Cliff Bar's best practices as a um, triple bottom line company that focuses on social and environmental issues, as well as having a very high priority on quality control. We were able to take some of their best practices and translate that into an honest kitchen supplier code of conduct. Um, so that's making sure that we've got proper testing in place for all of our raw ingredients um, certificates of analysis that are applied to every single batch before they even are shipped to our facilities. Um, and we do a lot of our own testing on ingredients before blends and then testing on finished products before they're released into the marketplace. Um, but on the supplier code of conduct, a lot of that focus is on safety, it's record keeping, it's making sure every single element of the ingredient is is handled and stored and processed in accordance with human food standards. And then also making sure that they're dealing with um, um, quality at the plant level with um, cleaning and record keeping, swabbing air conditioning units and drains and, and making sure that tests are done to make sure there are never any pathogens present in the plant. Um, fair labor practices, making sure we're paying a fair wage to everyone that's involved in growing those ingredients. So um, it really starts in the field and it goes all the way to to the pet bowl. Wow. I mean, a lot of um, systems in place that I don't think anybody would realize. I mean, checking the air conditioning vents. Wow. That's amazing. (laughs) It's pretty wild. Yeah, we've got full-time crews of people that are in our quality control team um, and we, we do audits with third-party um, companies that go into our manufacturers. That even goes down to our fish supplier in Iceland. They were subject to a third-party audit on behalf of the Honest Kitchen. So it's not just enough to promise 
something on paper. We actually want to see what's happening behind closed doors. Um, so yes, there's a, there's a huge amount that happens. I think sometimes it's sort of mind-boggling for the average person who just wants to feed their dog healthy food. But um, for us, it's vital to have that framework in place and make sure that everything we're doing is really sort of buttoned up and, and best in class. Yeah, no kidding. What about your um, kitchen standards? I know you have a, a pretty rigorous, um, you know, the way you run your, your kitchens. And, uh, you know, I even talked to, to customers about how, you know, you actually created an, an, a, a kitchen for one of your newer foods, the clusters. And, mm-hmm. you know, so if you could talk a little bit about maybe your kitchen standards and maybe your just quality assurance program along with that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So the we have a number of different um, manufacturing facilities for all of our different products. Um, some of them are co-packers. So they're com- independent companies that are producing human foods as their main business. And then they, they blend and produce Honest Kitchen products right alongside those human foods. Um, and then for clusters, we have a facility that, that was put in in Compton here in Southern California, Um, And that was literally built from the ground up with all of our own equipment because that was a brand new invention. That was a completely different product that had never been done before. Mm -hmm. Um, So for people who are not familiar with it, Clusters is sort of, um, it's kind of a bridge between our dehydrated food, which is something that's very minimally processed that you have to make at home by, by mixing it with warm water and stirring it. If you think of that at one end of the spectrum and then think of, the equivalent of sort of Lucky Charms or something at the other end. <laughs> Clusters is sort of in that middle ground where it's sort of like a healthy granola that's less processed but also a bit more convenient mm-hmm. than the dehydrated. So that was a really long process to figure out all the equipment that we needed to buy and, and um, install to make Clusters a reality. Um, and again, everything is done in, in accordance with human food standards. So our equipment that makes Clusters is installed in a facility that also makes airline meals. They have a bone broth operation, um, it's a kombucha. They make seasonings for restaurants. So there's lots of other exciting human food activities that are going on in that same facility. And then we've got our, our clusters line set up as well. With all that being said, we've also got a new clusters facility that's being built out in Kansas. Um, and that's really because the popularity of that product has just gone wild and we're mm-hmm. sort of struggling to make enough of the product. Um, so sort of building out for future needs. But the, the quality and safety, again, are paramount. I think it's having the testing of the raw ingredients before they arrive at our facility, um, testing every single batch of the finished product um, that, that we make, whether it's a food or a treat or a supplement. Um, and nothing gets released to our distributors and, until we've actually got that test result that it's free and clear of things like E. coli, salmonella, coliform, listeria, yeast and mold. We also routinely test for ethoxyquine and other contaminants like melamine, um, so heavy metals like lead, arsenic and mercury. Mm-hmm. There's this real sort of revolving door of, um, of tests some tests are done on every single batch and then other tests we just we have sort of this random screening just to make sure that um, that nothing is accidentally contaminated with anything melamine is one that's particularly high on um, people's minds with um, the horrible recalls that happened in our industry back in 2007 honest kitchen wasn't involved but 
it really brought to the forefront the ways that some ingredients can be um, sort of messed with and contaminated and have an unintended terrible consequence. So we yes, in fact, I lost two pets during that, and that was part of oh. my inspiration for opening wow. my store. Sorry. So. Yeah, it was tragic. So, yeah, yeah and, and just to know that, you know, I thought it was a, a, you know, brand that I could trust and feed with no problem. And, you know, so many consumers were in the same boat that you just you just assume that it's got to have good quality ingredients. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And it was a, it was a horrible time for the industry. And we had so many customers who knew people that were calling us up literally in tears that they changed brands several times and they just couldn't believe everything they turned to then got added to the recall list. Mm -hmm. I mean, it it was awful, but I think in some ways, sort of looking back, it was a really good wake-up call Mm -hmm. for the industry um, and and for consumers to sort of look under the blanket a little bit and see how some of these products are made and a lot of things, a lot of brands that seem independent are actually all made under the same roof. I think that was a big um, moment of realisation for people. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. And a lot of people don't realize that as well. Yeah. Um, I'd love for you to speak a little bit about your product line. I know your most probably unique product is the dehydrated and that's kind of been your, um, you know, your staple and, you know, kind of what started the company and, and then you've expanded um, to so many other items. So um, if you could maybe just kind of walk us through some of the different products that you carry. Yeah, absolutely. So we've really built out our line. We, we started just with dehydrated food back in 2002, and we had one treat that got added in 03. And over the years, that dehydrated line got built out into a whole spectrum of grain-free and whole grain options with, with single proteins. And we really evolved over the last few years to not just be tethered to dehydrated, but to build the brand purely on the tenet of being human-grade, and to use that human grade to make a whole platform of different sorts of products so that there's something for everybody in terms of um, some items are more affordable, like the clusters. Some are more sort of luxurious with things like duck and um, gourmet grains and um, more exotic ingredients. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've also added the format of wet food. So um, sort of as a more introductory item, something that people can add and mix in with other food formats. So if they're already feeding a different brand of kibble, they might mix the wet food in. Um, and then we've obviously got a broader line of treats now as well. So we've gone beyond just having cookies to um, a full set of um, semi-moist treats, our jerky and um, the harvest mini bars and little tra- tiny training treats and that sort of thing. Um, and then bone broth and instant goat's milk, which is a great source of um, probiotics and digestive enzymes so you've got five billion active culture that's great for um, digestive health as well as supporting the immune system at the gut level um, so so a whole different array of products but everything really rooted in being human grade made with those human grade ingredients and just a higher quality standard mm-hmm. one supplement that i love that you guys have had for quite some time it was um originally called perfect form but then I think you changed it to something else, and I still call it Perfect Form. Yeah, it, well, it's still called Perfect Form, but I think we tried to kind of bring the description of the product to the forefront on the labeling because sometimes it was a bit confusing what it was for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it just says digestive support or something on it. But 
perfect form is the is the basic name, um, and that's one of our sort of cult favorite products. It was it was developed many years ago um, to support gut health, um, and it's one of those kind of instant gratification products. So for dogs who are suffering with digestive upset, um, diarrhea, vomiting, gassiness, if they get drank some dirty water at the beach or got into something they shouldn't have. Perfect Form is wonderful just to mix with a little bit of chicken broth or you can add it directly to their food. Um, you can mix it with some plain yogurt and, and just skip their regular meal. And it's just one of those that really has a very soothing kind of emollient effect on the digestive tract and really really helps to settle their tummies. Yes, it is amazing. I, I can speak, I mean, so many customers and my own dogs, you know, if they've you know, had an upset tummy. It's, it's phenomenal. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So what else would you like um, my listeners to know about your brand? Um, I think the main thing that I always want to try to drive home to people is the direct link that exists between food and health. And Mm -hmm. the healthier food that you can choose and the less processed and the more close to nature and the more thoughtful the ingredients, the more colorful the ingredients. So the, the pigments that give vegetables and fruits their beautiful colors are not just pretty colors. They're actually phytonutrients or sure. antioxidants that have a direct effect on health and well-being. So antioxidants support eye and heart health and the immune system, the way cells communicate with one another. So Food and health are directly interrelated. And just as as we as humans wouldn't feel great if we ate a processed hot dog three times a day (laughs) for three years in a row, Mm -hmm. our pets feel the same way. And if if you can feed at least a little bit of less processed whole food um, that's closer to the way that nature intended, there is a direct impact on pet health and well-being. And with the Honest Kitchen, that's really sort of the underpinning of everything that we do. Our motto is pets before profits, and we're always making decisions that really put the pet first and and making sure that we've got those uncompromising standards when it comes to ingredient sourcing and and then what we're going to do with those ingredients once we've bought them. Um, And so I would encourage people to go to the True Stories portal on our website where you can actually read about the impact that the Honest Kitchen's foods and supplements have had on, on real dogs and cats' health. Absolutely. Um, it's just mind-blowing how many people call us or come up to us at shows and events literally in tears that their dog has been given a few weeks to live. And then here we are two or three years later after they realized how much of a difference good food could make. Mm-hmm. And the Honest Kitchen is sort of credited with saving their dog's life in many cases. So that's, that's incredibly rewarding. So I would just encourage people to sort of learn about that and, and, and think about what they can do to at least incorporate a little bit of better quality food into their into their animal's diet, even if they can't switch all the way right away. Yeah, such a good point. Yeah, because what we eat is, it, it affects every cell in our body. And when you're eating really high, high um, integrity, you know, foods with some of the best nutrients and everything. I mean, your body's just going to work better. It's going to, the immune system's going to work better. You're going to have, you know, like for dogs, they're going to have a shinier coat. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Um, you know, one thing I wanted to mention is, um, is that you are having kind of a new set of items coming out for cats. 
And I wondered if you could talk a little bit about that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so that's going to be launched in a few weeks' time, actually. We're launching the, the cat food line this summer. We've always had, um, well, we started off with one cat food diet, which was the, the grain-free chicken dehydrated food, and then we added a turkey variety um, later on. But cats are notoriously difficult to please. I, I always joke they're kind of ungrateful for, for the majority <laughs> of things that you try and put together for them. Yes. Um, and because dogs have always been so rewarding to, to feed, we've ended up sort of inadvertently focusing on dogs for many years. But the year of the cat is finally here. And what we've done is really sort of deconstruct what cats want and really sort of thought about texture, flavor profiles, um, to create a whole platform of different products for them. So there'll be, we've sort of reinvented a couple of the dehydrated foods. There'll be a crunchy version via clusters. Uh, and then we've got a line of wet foods and then branching into treats. So really something for everybody. And then also really focusing on kittens so that you can sort of get them used to the flavors and textures of the Honest Kitchen at a younger age. Um, and then hopefully, even for picky cats who are, the kind that you'll feed them one thing and they love it one day and then hate it the next, there'll be sort of a whole spectrum of different things on offer so that they can hopefully find something they like. That's great. Yeah. And you're right. Yeah. It's uh, with cats. I always say, where's the gratitude? You know, they're just, they're just, you know, they just look at you and say, no, I don't think I'm going to eat this today. So it's pretty, it's pretty funny. They, uh, cats know what's what and they they certainly know how to, uh, train their owners that's That's so true I know I love it that's awesome though that you guys are are bringing out another um set of items for cats I love that excited yeah so if anybody wanted to learn more about your products what's the best way to do that well I think ultimately the best way is to learn through incredible retailers like you Mm -hmm. um we we've really always relied on on great stores to be um, the ones to sort of curate perfect lines of food and, and to be sort of the guardians of, of what people should be looking for to feed their pets. And so your local retailer is always a wonderful source of information, particularly independent sort of owner-operated stores that have great trained staff. Um, you can always sort of go there and, and learn so much information. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then our website, we try to, we work with a couple of different veterinarians and we, we try to sort of create as many educational articles on there as we can just to help people understand all of the different links between food and health and ways to nutritionally support pets when they're going through issues like pancreatitis or kidney or liver issues, urinary tract infections, that sort of thing. Uh, we, there's lots of educational resources on our site as well. Great. That's really good. Thehonestkitchen.com is the is the website address. Okay, perfect. And I'll make sure to put that in the show notes so people can access that as well. But Lucy, this has been so wonderful. And kudos to you for all of the hoops that you've jumped through to, you know, really get a, a, a certification that um, not many companies um, even hold, but just the level of integrity with what you do with your products and the, you know, like you said, pets before profits. And I see that all through your products. Um, and I've carried your products, um, since, you know, opening the store 11 years ago. And I know, um, that I can feel so confident, you know, recommending them with the quality of, of ingredients. 
Thank you very much. That means a lot. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you for what you do. And uh, thanks for joining today. I think this has been a, a very enlightening. Absolutely. It's a pleasure, All right. to, pleasure well, to speak with you. Yes, we'll talk soon. All right. Thanks very much. Uh-huh. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you love this episode, share it with someone who may also want to help their pet. You can share it now or post it on social media. Tag me in it so I can reach back out to you. I'm so proud of you for taking steps to help your amazing furry family member. Talk to you soon.